What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life of Zoe podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we have a, I don't know if I want to say jam-packed, but we have a, a, a full episode, I think, today of content and material to discuss. Life has been um, incredibly interesting over the past couple of weeks, and I definitely want to connect and process through some of that with you. Um, and of course, we will be discussing the highs and the lows of what has come for us in the month of June. And um, we'll start with the highs. So over the last two weeks, we have celebrated weddings. And then of course, with that, we have also celebrated um, the life of a dear loved friend um, of my husband and I and his passing. So let's start with the highs and then we'll go ahead and break through um, and transition over to discussing and, and and reviewing grief and loss. So um, first and foremost, I want to start with the highs. So the month of June, as I mentioned in a earlier episode, brings forth a lot of celebrations and fantastic, beautiful highlights of life. Um, and in this particular month, we had been actually looking forward to a beautiful event, which was a wedding of some beautiful friends of ours that were finally getting married. Um, they'd been together for quite some time, and it was just like a culmination of just this beautiful relationship finally coming to fruition in a marriage. Um, so that just happened actually last weekend, and it was so beautiful. I haven't been to like a good wedding in a long time. A lot of our friends are either A, already married, or just B, vested in long-term relationships without needing the marriage component, um, or having like a full-blown wedding event. Um, and you know, it just, it brought to mind just all of the feels, right, that you go through, all the emotions that you go through when you um, are getting married or got married. And of course, this culmination of celebration also coincided with our 15th wedding anniversary, which just took place this week as well. So we were just already all up in our feels in regards to marriage and just celebration of love. And I, of course, had to pull some quotes for um, marriage that really stood out to me. So um, I'll sprinkle those in as I go through and talk through um, the celebration of marriage and relationships for um, the beginning part of this particular podcast. So the first of which I will just go ahead and share if you are not married are looking to get married, hopefully trying to be married someday, um, kudos to you, right? Um, I think every stage of life is beautiful, whether you're married or not. Um, every stage of love and relationship is beautiful, whether you want to get married or don't. Um, but if you so choose and decide to follow the realm of marriage, which I and my husband have, obviously, um, and I'm a very high proponent and supporter of marriage. I think it's a beautiful thing to commit to somebody that you love. And I'll go ahead and elaborate a little bit more on that as I go through this podcast. But um, I just want to tell you, you know, whether it's your decision that you wish to get married or don't, um, I think that's completely respectable and anyone's choice is perfectly fine. Um, people have different reasons. You know, some people have been married in the past and no longer wish to revisit that type of journey, um, though are still in fully loving and committed relationships. And I think that's perfectly beautiful and acceptable. And whatever works for you works for you. And it's not our place to judge or criticize. And 
I have seen beautiful, loving, committed relationships that have been together for decades and have just as happy a relationship and beautiful connection as married people that I know. So it, it has nothing to do with the legalities of marriage. It's just strictly the commitment to that person and that relationship that you're in. So with that said, marriage is not a fairy tale. It's a love story that unfolds over time. And I think when you really think about that, um, the culmination of a relationship, right, for many people is the culmination to marriage, right? You you fall in love, you meet somebody, maybe you've been friends forever, um, you fall in love, you go through the motions of, you know, growing and developing that relationship, and then it just, it evolves into let's commit our lives to each other wholly and completely, and let's do marriage um, as the next phase of our, of our relationship. Um, and I think that one of the biggest misconceptions around marriage is when people go in thinking, oh, this is going to be the fairy tale. It's going to be magical and beautiful and everything, you know, everything that we ever dreamed of is going to be, you know, what comes to fruition from it. And then you get married and you realize it's the same ish, different day, um, type of situation, right? You, the people didn't change. Um, so, you know, your boyfriend, fiance annoyed you yesterday when they brushed their teeth. They're still going to annoy you today when you're married. Um, you know, and then you find even more quirky things. I think sometimes marriage allows people to feel more loose, um, and less restricted in terms of, you know, their weird, annoying behaviors that they may have. Um, or it may heighten some of these annoying, quirky things that people may have that maybe you kind of noticed, but now all of a sudden it's full-fledged. Um, you know, and I think that it's in those everyday imperfections and in those everyday interactions that you truly grow and develop your relationship. And what I mean by that is just, you know, it's in the everyday where you really find the true character of someone. Um, it's in the way, you know, that somebody will see and observe that you are overburdened, overwhelmed. Um, maybe you've got a lot going on at work and you're not even verbalizing it, but they can see it all over you and they pitch in and they do extra housework. They do, they take care of dinner plans. They, you know, get a sitter for the kids. They relieve you, right? In, in other ways without even needing to be asked. And it's in those everyday interactions that you see the character of the partner that you have chosen. Because in reality, anyone that you end up in a relationship with it. This has been a selection, right? Family you're stuck with. You're born into your family. You have no way, say, you know, you have no, no, no rights in terms of selecting the family that you're, you're born into. You do, however, have complete control over the, over the family that you create and the partner that you choose to create that family with. And it's in those interactions, you know, when things go really crappy, when things go really sour, when things go unplanned, um, it's in those moments that you see the character of the person that you are with. And it's in those moments that you really truly determine the true compa compatibility, excuse me, of your relationship, right? Because I know that I am a certain way. I am a planner. I like to organize things in my life. Now, in my home, I'm a little bit chaotic. I can organize when I like really need to and I'll go through and clean house and then there are times where the stockpile of laundry just has to sit there because I've got other things in my mind that are just not you know computing for me to be able to handle the laundry and whatever's going on mentally you know that I'm trying to like navigate in my mind and it's in those times where I know that my husband who normally isn't 
the cleaner in the house um, will go full clean mode, right? And sometimes it stresses me the hell out because he's doing it when I'm already like overloaded and I feel like I need to pitch in because he's cleaning. Um, but really it's, it's his way of offsetting the load that he can see that I'm carrying mentally. He's carrying it physically by doing extra house chores. Um, and it's in those moments, like, especially like during the height of COVID, we had a really like off balance, off kilter, um, mental struggle. So I was going through a lot, um, with my mental health and I was just feeling completely isolated, completely overwhelmed and stressed all the time. So much so that my physical health was taking a toll. And he was able to kind of continue life, quote unquote, BAU, even though he was out, you know, in the hospital working around COVID-19, his routine had not really been impacted while mine had completely shifted. Um, and in that period of our, of our lives and our relationship and our family, he was able to identify and notice when I was like completely physically tapped out, um, that I couldn't even, like, be touched by, like, our kids. I was just, like, completely maxed out. And he was able to identify that and be like, get out of the house, go take a car ride, go to the store, whatever you need to do, just go do it for a little bit. Um, and he was able to kind of shift that for me. So it's in those moments that you really identify the character that of the person, the quality and caliber of person that you are with. And it's in that that you identify, right? And you, you realize that a successful marriage requires falling in love many times, but always with the same person. And that, I think, is very true when you go, you know, into a relationship, especially. Like, we got into a relationship we were in our very early 20s. We're almost 40 now. Um, and it's, we have grown and evolved as people individually we have grown and evolved as a couple to better understand each other's needs and how to fill them and we have grown and evolved as a family right because we are parents we have daughters and you grow and evolve into understanding and identifying each other's needs and figuring out how you can be there to support or fill that need or how to best facilitate that person getting that need met right because realistically you cannot meet a hundred percent of your partner's needs that's just unrealistic and it's not even scientifically possible however you can facilitate that person getting their needs met and being able to identify when they need something that you can't offer but somehow you can facilitate them getting that so sometimes that means having some downtime on their own maybe getting some quality time with friends you know that can kind of help fill whatever thing that you can't fill um and it's just really being understanding and connected and communicative around just the things that you need right and sometimes it's verbal sometimes it's nonverbal, and just being able to read the person that you're with and truly understand and grow with them as you continue to evolve year after year month after month um I can honestly say that the person that I was when I first married my husband 15 years ago and the person that I am today is completely different um so much so that I feel like sometimes our roles have completely reversed he used to be the social butterfly and knew everybody and talked to everybody and I was the the wallflower now I will go and talk to literally anyone anywhere 
Um, and he's like, please, can we just go? Uh, <laughs> so we've completely shifted in terms of that kind of like role and perspective. And I think I've just really grown into my own person um, and have been able to accept, you know, myself and, and just what I can bring and offer and give to people. Um, whereas he's just learned to be much more reserved. And even in his line of work, he just much rather work independently and just kind of independent of people. Um, and I think that's just kind of what comes with the territory. Anyway, beyond us, right? So we're going to this marriage, which I've been so eagerly waiting for since I met, you know, the groom who I'm, I'm, I'm friends with. And it just, it was something so beautiful to see. And I, I recall when, when, you know, he was kind of, he wasn't on the fence about marrying her. He always knew he wanted to marry this girl. And by God, she's just a magnificent human being magnificent um as much as I love him I think I love her just a little bit more I'm sorry um she's just fantastic she's like you know you ever meet somebody and you're just like oh, I just like I could have them around all day and never grow tired um and you know when we were discussing you know what the hesitation was um I think it was just the comfortability right they've been together for quite some time um almost 10 years I, I want to say when they got engaged and you know, at that point, I just really, my call to them was they already share their life with you. So it's not a matter about whether or not she will share her life with you. She already is. I said, committing to her in this way is just the formality of you officially asking her, will you be a part of my life forever. And, you know, I, I want to commit and, and fully share in this experience with you, even though we've been sharing it for, you know, X amount of years. This is me, you know, completely and openly committing to you. And I said, all she wants is to be asked. She's already doing all the things that you would when you're married you already share a home, you already share a life, like, your lives are, you know, inextricably intertwined, it's just a matter of the formality of being asked to share that life with that person, and, like, just being officially connected, so it's just about being able to make that commitment, right, to officially make that commitment onto the world that you are going to spend the rest of your life with this person, and, you know, the beauty of marriage is not always seen right from the beginning, but rather as love grows and develops over time. And I think that when you see a relationship such as the one that we were able to witness and you see their growth and development over the, you know, the time that we've known them and the history that they've had together, um, you can just really see these two people just grow and evolve and grow closer together, more connected together. And it's just truly beautiful to see that transition and to be able to witness, you know, just culmination of just as you see this grow and develop over time. And, you know, the relationship and marriage that we got to witness this past weekend, you can just feel the love and excitement from every single person that got to witness this celebration. Um, and it's just, you can tell that the love was real, that the love was pure, and that everyone on both sides of their families and friends had truly just come together to celebrate 
the beautiful loving relationship of these two individuals. And, you know, I think one of the most important things to realize is that when you fall in love, you don't love somebody for their looks, you don't love them for their clothes or their fancy car, but you love them because they sing a song that only you can hear, right? And and I think that's those are the things that draw us to that person, right, is, is something that we are drawn to, that we connect with, and it's something that everyone else doesn't have to understand it, only you do. And when you find that special connection and bond, you can't help but want to explore it, grow with it, develop it. Um, and you know, it's the understanding that as time goes on, the way that you feel, you know, cause that initial butterfly in the stomach kind of feeling, it doesn't last forever. It can, you know, to some extent, like I can tell you that, you know, me waking up and looking at my husband doesn't necessarily give me butterflies, but when he kisses me, I feel all the butterflies and all the feels that I did from the very beginning of our relationship. Um, is it in every single kiss? No, but you know, there are those moments where you just like, you feel the connection and just the love and just that excitement that you feel from the very beginning. And, um, you know, it's, it's when you are inextricably drawn to that person, you connect with that person that it's, it's that connection and that bond that truly connects with. And that's how you know that it's just, it's this long lasting love because you know that it's built on more than just superficial things. It's built on, you know, just the special bond and unique ties that have, you know, brought your hearts together, your souls, your life together. And, you know, as I transition from one topic to the next, you know, I just want to go ahead and, and reiterate that true love stands by each other's side on good days, right? You vow to be there on the good days, but they also stand closer on bad days. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and transition to the other half of our past couple of weeks. Um, so as, you know, we've gone and celebrated love marriage and all the beautiful things that come with that we have had um unfortunately the just remarkable loss of a beautiful friend um my husband's best friend longtime friend passed away um recently from als and we've been kind of going through the roller coaster of emotions that comes with that we knew he'd been sick um he was diagnosed about four years ago and, you know, we, we quickly saw the decline in his health and, you know, he was also married. So this ties into marriage and just how, you know, you stand together in the good days and you stand even closer on the bad days. And, you know, his wife was a remarkable human being and she took care of him to the very end. Um, and honestly, I commend her and I, you know, I pray for her and pray over her and pray that God blesses her because I know that as difficult as it was for us as friends and outsiders to see the decline in our friend's health and, you know, be completely shattered and heartbroken over this diagnosis for him, um, I can't even imagine or begin to imagine what it must have been like to be, you know, the wife of the person that gets diagnosed with this and that undoubtedly saw him decline day after day um until the end and 
you know, going through just this remarkable loss. I have been, you know, going through the motions myself. Um, and then undoubtedly trying to be there and support my husband through this incredible loss, which he knew was coming, unfortunately. But I feel as though you can't ever truly prepare, right? His friend was just in his 30s. He was born in 86 and he would have been 37 this year. And um, just, you know, we're just a couple of weeks shy from his actual birthday. And it's just, I don't even know how to put it to words. Like, I knew that he was declining and we'd actually gotten, you know, sad news before and really, you know, had to kind of sit with the thought that he may not make it past, you know, X amount of time. And, you know, he's married, he had children, um, and just the thought of knowing that these beautiful babies are not going to have their dad, who was a remarkable human being, but an excellent, superb father, um, is just completely heartbreaking. And it, it you know, it, it just it shatters your, your heart and your mind and your spirit to know that um, this is the reality that this family now has to carry on with. And, you know, in that, we we had a, um, a memorial service this week, and it was full, you know, to, to, to the max with, with friends and family and you know, loved ones that came to pay their respects. And it just, it broke me to see the amount of, you know, men that were affected by his loss and I just think he was just such a, a cool he was just like in like you know you can't you can't explain those guys that just like have this cool vibe about them this is what this is what our friend Lewis was he he was just like just this undoubtedly cool guy like you just you, you walked in and he just oozed cool right like he didn't have to say a damn thing he was just cool um, and everybody liked him. Everybody knew him. Um, he wasn't a guy of lot, you know, of many words, but he was all about his kids, all about family. And, um, you know, I know that his family is experiencing a great, great loss right now. I know that his friends are definitely going to feel the emptiness of, of, you know, their friend being no longer here. And, you know, I know from my husband, who happens to also be the godfather of his oldest son, it's 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 heavy on his heart and mind, and he hasn't quite, I feel, come to terms with it. He says he has, and he's just kind of coping in his own way, and I'm just giving him the space, but kind of remaining very close, you know, stand close on the good days, even closer on the bad days. Um... And I'm just, you know, going through the motions of trying to be as supportive and loving and comforting as I can without being overbearing because I do want to respect his space and, and, and you know, allow him the time that he needs to be able to process and, and deal with this in his own way. And my husband's also not a man of many words and he's also not a very emotional man. Um, but I know that this is weighing heavy on him and I see it reflected in other things that have been going on over the past couple of weeks with this loss, but, um, I did identify a few quotes and I, I'd like to review those as I, as I kind of go through the motions of, of talking through this. So, um, one of the ones that I, I enjoyed because he was a summer baby, his birthday would be actually next week. 
um, at the blueness of the skies and the warmth of the summer, we remember them. And, you know, a lot of the beautiful words that were spoken at his service were um, just how much he loved his kids. And, you know, his, his greatest concern was keeping his family together and having his children and loved ones continue to remember him. Um, and I think that, you know, seeing how young he was and how we identify, you know, and see ourselves in that particular position because of how, you know, close in age we all were, it really puts into perspective just how ephemeral life is and how short everything is and nothing is guaranteed. And, you know, to really have the opportunity to say that you love those that you love, that you care for them, that you want to be there for them, and just to be there, be present, and enjoy the moments that you have, you know, big or small, I think it's it's completely and totally important to stay in the moment, right, to be mindful and, and keep connected and, and tethered to our reality and just what is and you know what we need to do um and it just it broke my heart to to have one of his last concerns be whether or not he would be remembered and I think it would be really difficult for him not to be remembered because of such um a beautiful human being that he was and he was so impactful and created such lasting memories um for people and anyone that loved him and knew him um, and was a part of his life, I think will have a very difficult time to not remember him. And um, another quote that I found is, the reality is you will grieve forever. You will not get over the loss of a loved one. You'll learn to live with it. You will heal and you will rebuild yourself around the loss that you have suffered. You will be whole again but you will never be the same again. Nor should you be the same, nor would you want to. And I think that um, that particular one definitely hit home for me because I know that in the case of his wife, she had suffered the loss of a child um, years and years ago. And that's that's actually how they established a deeper friendship was, was through that loss of her child. Um, so to have this woman rebuild herself around that loss and then embrace and take on this process of her husband being diagnosed with ALS and seeing him in his demise to the very end and now have to rebuild again um, around the loss of her husband, her love. I can't imagine a world where you would want to be the same um, or that you could be the same as you were before because I think that's just an impossibility, right? Having that loved and shared experience with someone, there's no way that you could erase all of that. Um, and having, you know, they have two beautiful babies together and I think that when you look at those babies' faces, all you see is his face and it's, it's just, that was... God's parting gift for us is to have him continue to be reflected in their faces for as long as we live, you know, and I think that if you have 
relationships, friendships, family that you haven't connected with recently or have the desire to connect or maybe you connect but you never really say how much you love and care for those people that you should definitely take the opportunity to do so um and just remember that life is so short and life is so brief and it's not guaranteed that we'll see tomorrow it's not guaranteed that all those we love will see tomorrow and you know it can just be over in the blink of an eye and you know you can go outside and anything can happen you can just not wake up and you know I think every day is a gift and even when we have to go through moments of loss as we are um, right now and undoubtedly you know his his wife his family his parents his brother his close friends um, are going through this I think that we think about you know the things that we could have done or should have done and, and it's not the time to, to think about that, but it's the time to perhaps if the things we could have done but didn't, unfortunately we can't change, but the things that we still can do and are in our control, um, we have the power and influence to change and we should be able to take that opportunity and tell the people that you love that you love them and just take that opportunity to just, you know, show people that you appreciate them and, you know, show the gratitude and, and, and affection that you have for those that are in your life. And sometimes, you know, people think that they don't have a very meaningful role in our lives. And, and quite oftentimes, it's the contrary. Sometimes they really do. And we just never express to them how important they truly are and how valuable they are in our lives, whether it's, you know, we see them every day or whether we see them, you know, once a year. It, it doesn't matter the frequency of how often we see people. It's just the value that they contribute to our lives and how much we value and appreciate that relationship and connection with them. I know I have friends that I see often and then I have friends that I don't see regularly and they are still, you know, they, they still hold a gigantic piece of my heart and I care for them and I grieve with them when they have losses and I rejoice with them when they have successes and joyous moments. And, you know, I, I, can't imagine ever wishing, you know, ill will to anyone, let alone anyone that I love or care about or have cared about, you know, past, present, or future. Um, and with that, I will just go ahead and resonate on the quote that his wife selected for um, some of the items that, you know, like the, the, the memory cards and whatnot that she provided for everyone that came to the service. And the quote goes like this, those we love don't go away. They walk beside us every day, unseen, unheard, but always near, still loved, still missed, very dear. And, you know, if you have experienced a loss, my thoughts and prayers are with you. I pray that you receive comfort and peace from the Lord above, that you feel the warmth of his embrace, and that you, your strength is renewed every single morning as you cope and deal with this moment of sadness and grief. Again, remember that you will rebuild around the loss that you've suffered and you will be whole again. You just will never be the same, right? Because these people came into our lives, they left, they left us with a lasting impact and it would be unrealistic to think that we would ever be the same as we were before. However, know that they are around you, they walk beside us every day, and that the good Lord will comfort you and bring you peace. 
And with that, friends, I thank you so much for tuning in today. I appreciate you joining me in this weird emotional roller coaster, but that's just what life has been, and I like to keep it real with all of you and just kind of connect with what's resonating in our minds. Until next time, friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Take care. God bless.